The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here. Today's show is brought to you by Amazon.com. And why is it brought to you by Amazon.com? Because if you go to the Mazodcast website and click on the Amazon banner, we get a sweet, wet taste of them dollar bills. So if you're purchasing drugs or prostitutes or, well, anything else you can get on Amazon, I assume all those things are available, do it through the Mazodcast Amazon banner and let us wet our beak. M-I-Z. And a throw. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. They don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is the president of the Ishwitter Fan Club, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And Butch Jones' real estate agent, Caleb Bungart. Hello, children. So, guys, Missouri had a football game on Saturday, and it turned out to be another Tiger victory. Missouri whipped the Tennessee Volunteers 50-17, to covering that 12-point spread. Yeah, it was a fun game to watch. Who doesn't like watching Tennessee lose? I mean, it's always fun to watch Tennessee lose, but when we're the ones doing the the ass-whipping, boy, that's sweet. It was one of those things where we've been kind of waiting for this game all year long because we knew we weren't going to win the East this year. We didn't even know if we'd make a bowl game, but we knew we'd play the Tennessee Volunteers, and we knew that they were overrated because every year the Tennessee Volunteers are overrated. Well, I expected them to be really, really bad this year. Mm-hmm. The reason being is they weren't being predicted to be first in mm-hmm. the SEC East, right. which they have been for like four straight years. And every time right. they re- predict that, they finish like third, mm-hmm. fourth, somewhere in that middle. So I figure if you're predicting them third or fourth, that means they're going to be fucking absolute garbage. Yeah. Yes, that's right. What kind of garbage, Colin? Hot garbage. Hot, Hot garbage. That's right. So, yeah, they were predicted to be somewhere in the middle of the pack. And it looks like they're well on their way to being the worst team in the SEC East. I saw an SEC country poll from August where they asked, what team do you think will be at the bottom of the pack? And the majority chose the Missouri Tigers. And it turns out they didn't even put Tennessee on the uh, poll options. It was Kentucky, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and Missouri. Strange. And uh, it turns out Tennessee. Tennessee overrated once again. I was wondering if Tennessee is ruining the SEC's brand. Yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe it's maybe they don't belong. Kick them out. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah they they definitely they're have not to SEC. Do they're not material. You know, SEC material. Mm-hmm. I don't think. No, yeah. that's true. I mean, I think we really ought to consider moving them. You know, to the Mountain West or something. Yeah, if you're 20 years old or younger, listening to this show, you don't remember a time when Tennessee was good. Mm-hmm. And I barely do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so it was a 33 point win coming off of our 29 point victory over Florida. They haven't been good since they. Uh, a guy named Peyton Manning retired from the NFL three, <laughs> yes. like three years ago. Peyton Manning, so. who no longer plays football <laughs> yeah. because he's too old. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, these two big blowout wins against traditional powers in the mm-hmm. SEC East, it is amazing because it's not up to this point we've been talking about how the Tigers have gotten healthy on bad opponents. Not to say that Florida and Tennessee are good this year, but they are SEC opponents and they 
are usually contenders. Yep. And to not just beat them, but to beat them badly. Yeah, real thrashing. We can't just say that this is a product of Missouri playing soft opponents. They've actually gotten better, and we have to give Barry Odom some credit for that. Yep, we sure do. Barry's, job, Barry. Barry is turning things around. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's certainly, I don't want to get too high on Barry because I everybody got down on him too fast, including myself. Mm-hmm. And now I don't want to get too high on him too fast either. But he has certainly made him, this team has turned things around. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but if you lose to Vanderbilt or Arkansas, you can quickly, you know, especially in the way you lose, if you lose a bad game looking bad, you know, it, it could really bring you back to the, to the mean on, uh, Barry. But, uh, right now, I mean, four straight wins, two of which against, I would say, East rivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and teams we both, Missouri has a serious lead above. You know, I mean, we are, we have in the series. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we beat we, them regularly. Yeah, Gators and uh, Tennessee, two mm-hmm. fan bases that fancy themselves quite a bit better than Missouri. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it, it's been interesting because after, the, like, particularly the Purdue loss, if you'd have told me, don't worry, Missouri will get healthy when they beat Florida and Tennessee, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd have punched you in the nuts. Yep. Yeah, and I would have supported that decision. <laughs> but lo and behold, they've done it. They're one game away from being bowl eligible. And they've already secured a spot of having a better record than they did last year when they finished four and eight. Well, let's get in the brass tacks of it. Okay. We had 660 yards of offense. Mm-hmm. Now that's down from the 700 plus we had against them last season. <laughs> yeah, right. We put but, a 1400 in two games. Yeah. Man, yep. Uh, Yikes. 459 of those yards were rushing yards, which I think Over for half. all Mizzou fans mm-hmm. have to be excited about because we know Drew Locke has got a, a pretty good arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, to see the running game really start to move the ball this efficiently and really they've done okay in the running game all season, but mm-hmm. Really starting to have their way. The offensive line for Mizzou played wonderfully. Well, I think it's worth mentioning that ostensibly our best running back was not playing this game. Yeah. And we still racked up well over 400 yards rushing. Over half of that went to Ish Witter, too. I mean, Locke only had 28 attempts. And mm-hmm. that sounds, I mean, it's still 28 passes. But for Drew Locke and this Tiger offense, that's not many passes for him. Right. He still managed to throw four touchdowns, mind <laughs> you. And could have been more. That's another point. He left one touchdown off the board by missing an open throw to Blanton. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Emmanuel Hall dropped a touchdown pass. A linebacker dropped a sure pick six interception. I mean, mm-hmm. In the first there quarter. are three more touchdowns on the board. I mean, Tennessee yeah. thinks they got beat badly. It could have been a lot worse. Not to mention, nary a starter on the field for most of the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's right. In so many ways, this game was a lot worse and a bigger blowout than the score indicated. Like you said, 21 points of easy touchdowns that we let get away, and then just, you know, our scrubs in the fourth quarter when we could have poured it on, of course, didn't, because why would you when you're already up by 33? This We're a way better team than Tennessee, and for uh, frankly, for us to lose to Vanderbilt and Arkansas, while very possible, the way we're playing football right now, we should be strong favorites in both of those games. Yeah, a double-digit spread mm-hmm. you know, would be my prediction, but... The one thing that there's, there's some disconcerting things in this game. I mean, it's glossed over by the fact that we beat Tennessee by 30 plus points, but there were six or seven drops in the first half. Mm-hmm. Big and, drops. And, and Emmanuel Hall had like four of them. Right. And, and I had talking. just got done bragging about how he catches everything. Yes. Well, he heard it and, and said, was, Hey, wait a minute. I'm still a Missouri Tiger. I, well, one of the, uh, one of our Twitter followers, you know, basically cursed us for hexing him. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. I do. I, I agree with that. But yeah, you know, three or four touchdowns left on the field. So I did see a bunch of tweets on why Emmanuel Hall didn't start the beginning of the season. I mean, like two hundred of them wanting to know why he was on the bench. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people have kind of come around to that all of a sudden, wanting to know what Barry. Thankfully, was doing. Barry has come around on it too. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you mentioned the offensive line. I think it's worth noting that both sides of the ball, the line has improved dramatically. I think we had nine 
tackles for a loss mm-hmm. with our defensive line, who was putting yeah, pressure like on Tennessee all day. Completely oh. different defense. Now, our, now, I'll say this. Our secondary is still garbage. Sure. But we're getting enough pressure up front that is being very well masked. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, on, for instance, the touchdown that Tennessee did throw into the end zone, the play before that – which was a nice throw by uh, their quarterback. And then the touchdown where he got hit in the mouth by Terry Beckner. Bledsoe and Pruitt were both badly out of position. <laughs> yeah. Um, nowhere near where they were supposed to be. Beaten badly. And it goes, and you go, oh, God. They were probably out of position a lot in that game. I didn't pay that much attention. But the fact that, like on that play, Terry Beckner Jr. or Therese Hall or somebody is jamming their fist up at the, the quarterback's ass makes it terribly difficult to throw a football. It really helps our secondary out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback is horrible, too. Well, and I, it was his first start. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a third starting yeah, quarterback. Yeah, they pulled his red shirt off last week. Yeah, yeah. I know. And, the, and you know, the kid had guts because he took a fucking mm-hmm. pounding yes, in that game. And that uh, throw he did make for a touchdown, he, he paid the price. Beckner Jr. really Our offensive line him. played a great game, though, if there was then downside, they did have a lot of penalties. Yeah. They had yeah. a lot of penalties, but if they cleaned that up, I mean – and they, you know, as offensive lines so often are, uh, they're kind of not in the spotlight. Nobody pays a whole lot of attention to them, but they have played well all season. They played, they were one of the few highlights of last season mm-hmm. and, uh, they continue to play well. And most of my praise for them came in pass blocking because Drew Locks stayed clean most of last year and this year. But now the really, you know, the run game really kind of, Coming alive and manhandling the uh, defensive lines they're up against, it's it's impressive. And the team made Mizzou look like Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And the tip of the cap to Ish Witter too. I mean, so many of those running plays. I don't know who the leading tackler was for Tennessee, but it had to be somebody in their secondary. Yeah, because yeah. it was always someone in the it secondary. It looked like our Ish. old defense. Yes, it did. And Ish ran great. Another person we should mention. Or you know what? Before I get to that, Brendan, it takes a man with a big hog to admit when he's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong about Ish Witter. Yeah. Nobody has been harder on Ishwitter than me. Well, there's a lot of people who've been hard on Ishwitter. Well, I know, but and I've I've continued to call him a serviceable back who was overexposed, mm-hmm. and that's what he was for a long time. But he's not a serviceable back; he's a good back. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm like I said, a man with a big hog can admit that, and I admit that mm-hmm. I was wrong. Um, I feel Ishwitter like this is very <laughs> you don't mean what you say; it's just a backhanded way of telling people you have a great big hog. <laughs> but uh, Ish is a good quarter er, well, running back. He's I was reading back. something about how. For three years now, Ish Witter has not been our go-to number one mm-hmm. option at running back. But with injuries and things like that and, and suspensions, he's been our go-to back for season after season after season now. And he's carried that load for a guy who's, I don't know, 5'9". Well, they I somebody had written an article. He's 200 and change yards away from breaking into the 10th spot for all-time Mizzou rushers. I mean, the guy has been And this is consistent. Ish Witter we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, he's been consistent. I mean, he's like... The best ability is availability, mm-hmm. and uh, he has always had that. Yeah, that's his number I mean, one asset. I remember, you know, last season when he got fucking drilled in the head and obviously had a concussion, mm-hmm. and they still threw him out there. <laughs> and you go, God damn, Ishwitter, you, you may hey. be kind of a pipsqueak, but by God, you are a tough son of a bitch. And you know what else I like about Hats him? off for playing with a concussion. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck brain injuries. Anyway, he acts like he's been there before. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that old cliche, like, act like you've been before. He never hops up and does the first down sign. You know, he never does some sort of stupid dance or makes a big fucking deal when he scores a touchdown. I mean, this is a guy who, to me, has overachieved most of his career and just is like a hard hat and lunch pail guy. Goes mm-hmm. and does his job, walks back to the sidelines, no dancing or 
patting himself on the mm-hmm. back. You Gives know, the Jamon Moores of the world will literally throw their shoulders out, slapping themselves off in the back when they score a touchdown, despite the fact they have 10 other drops in the game. Mm-hmm. Not Ish Witter. No, he just clocks out, gives his old lady a pickle tickle, and <laughs> gets up in the morning for another day with work. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the only thing he, you know, he did drop a ball mm-hmm. before going into the end zone. On a, you remember that mm-hmm. play, but it was a little early celebration, but that's about as celebratory as that guy gets. Mm-hmm. And uh, may, it makes me feel like a, sound like a big fuddy duddy, but I like when a guy just goes to fucking work and shuts his lips and just does his job. Mm-hmm. And this is not to take anything away from Larry Roundtree, who, if you ask me, he turned the game around or at least switched the momentum In for good half, yeah. at the end of the second quarter. Whenever he busted off for, I don't know, 60 some yards, we had a minute and a half to go. And, uh, you know, the chances of us scoring it was high. Tennessee had just tied the game. Yes. And Roundtree put us in scoring position. We went ahead and knocked it into the end zone, went up by a touchdown at the half and never looked back from there. And Roundtree, hell, he had over 150 yards rushing himself. And that was second to Witter. I mean, my God, they had no answer for our running attack. I heard they say that Crockett might be back for a bowl game if we get there. Yeah. Well, goddamn, we're a three-headed beast at running back. Mm-hmm. And we got our NFL arm in Drew Locke, who looks like he's finally found it. I mean, that, that guy, he, he didn't really have a bad game like people are saying. He just, I don't know how many yards we left on the table with just drops. He had four touchdown throws. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he has a rocket for an arm. He well, sling it. I kind of dismissed you last week, Caleb, when you said, is there a chance this guy goes is not our quarterback next year because the NFL starts to get interested? When you take the second half of his season and he continues to play this way, there are going to be people going, should he go out early? I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I wouldn't predict it. He's going to be the all-time leader in touchdowns for a season. He's got 35. Chase has 38. There's no way he doesn't break that record. Oh, he'll break it next next game. Yeah, and if we go to a bowl game, give him another opportunity. Yeah. The frustration for me is I wish we could have South Carolina and Kentucky now versus mm -hmm. the beginning of the season when it was a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean, that to me – if we get to a bowl game, obviously Barry Odom's going to be back. The big knock on Barry Odom is why did it take so long to well, get these guys ready? Who's going to play next? Because the recruits are still yeah, we not still, around. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of not a lot of. Although you have to think these games have got to help on that refer- there recruiting was front. Bowl representatives at the mm-hmm. game Saturday. Yes, how about that? Yeah, it, it's just it's like a, two different seasons, tail two seasons, a five game losing streak and now four game winning streak. It's, what a schizophrenic team this is. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they turned it around yeah, hats off when they Barry did. Adam. Yeah, absolutely. And it, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the repercussions of this game. And uh, we prayed and prayed and prayed that Butch Jones would have a job long enough to come to Faro Field. And he did. Came to the sidelines, angry on the sidelines in his gray sweatshirt, his best gray sweatshirt. Yeah. And lost by 33. Lo and behold, Sunday morning happens. Butch Jones has no job. Mm-hmm. Mizzou put him out of work. Yep. That was our dream. Yeah, it's and like we've achieved it. Christmas is coming early this year. Uh, we've been we've been talking for four years now about what a shitty coach Butch Jones is, yeah. what a shitty team Tennessee that, is. That flat top is the envy of lesbians everywhere. That mm-hmm. is a fucking finely finely tuned haircut. Would you uh, Would you put it right up there with Oklahoma State? Well, nobody That's has a better a, lesbian haircut. That than, is a beaut. Gundy. Yeah. yeah, Gundy's the king of lesbian haircuts, mm-hmm. and he's a man. I mean, I thought he's he had 40. a when he mm-hmm. had the just the spiky on top mm-hmm. you know, look. I was like, that is the uh, quite a lesbian haircut. Then he added the mullet to it. I'm like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. Does this yeah. guy drive a Subaru? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see your lesbian haircut and raise you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Butch Jones is out of work. A uh, week before we played Florida, who uh, had put McElwain out of work. I guess our all eyes now Can we are fire on, Bert? That's that's where we're headed now. Our last game of the year on Thanksgiving, or the day after Thanksgiving, is against Brett Bielema and Arkansas. He's on the hot seat. 
maybe we can put him out of a job because I think somebody is going to pay to the buyout. Mm-hmm. I feel like Arkansas got to a point where it's just like I don't care how much it is, it's going to get paid. That, that being said, Butch Jones cost him eight million to fire. Oh, hot, hot, hot. <laughs> yeah, it's a hot seat. Hot, 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 hot. Yeah, both seats are very hot. I, I don't think some of these coaches realize that uh, if they're not using the copper chef, you're not a good coach. Ever since Barry has started using mm-hmm. yeah. that, uh, the that season was, has turned around. Yeah, yeah, ever since we discussed the copper chef, that's really been the turning point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and mean, there's a lot of things you can look back and point to in hindsight. Maybe setting things on fire in the locker room, which sure. we dismissed earlier. You know what? The copper chef. Does anybody know whether he burned that ter- trash inside of a copper chef? I mean, what better oh. modality to burn? Well, it would have stuck to it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I mean. Cleaned right you, off. You, you burn your, whatever you're burning, the tapes or the whatever mm-hmm. happened from the first part of the season. You burn it, your copper chef. You get done. Everybody leaves. You take that copper chef. You flip it over. Slides right out. You're done. The cleanup's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're ready to cook breakfast. Butch yep. uses a trash can smoker. It's worthless. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's no copper chef. Yep. Yeah. So uh, obviously, he folks, uses one of those knockoffs. Yeah. yeah. Bullshit. Don't go to Menards and buy fake knockoff copper chefs. <laughs> yeah. Or to the I, put, wise. I put a PSA out about it. Don't do it. Yep. So a lot of the Tennessee fans are obviously upset about the outcome of this game and their coach. Uh, we caught a lot of that. Uh, we'll, we'll read it for you. On a little segment we call Sour Grapes. Mm-hmm. I know our fans have been waiting for this Sour Grapes episode with Tennessee fans, the worst of all fans. But that's not all we're going to bring for you today, Colin. We got our voicemails. I think we're going to get an interview with the head coach of Missouri Tigers, Barry Odom. Oh, good. We haven't talked to him in a long time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, not the last turnaround. No, and I'll tell you, the last couple of conversations we've had with him, they've been a little contentious. You know, mm-hmm. he, sure. he, we didn't really like the direction of the program. He didn't like the attitude we were taking about it. Uh, it'll be interesting to talk to him again. So, and of course, as always, have Kansas news for you. It is going to be a full show. I'm really still coming off the high of our midweek show where we had that fantastic oh, listener Don't song. forget, we should probably mention that Mizzou throttled Iowa State in basketball God damn without that. Michael Porter Jr. even playing more than two minutes. That's right. Michael Porter Jr. tweaked his hip, they said. Mm-hmm. And uh, the word on the street, although nobody said anything official, is that he might sit out this next game against the powerhouse of Wagner yeah, and then be ready at 100% for the next game. But yeah, without him, it was really interesting to see these Tigers play because they played very well and they yeah. were never in question that nope. they were going to beat Iowa State. Jeremiah Tillman is a fucking machine. I heard uh, Porter's got to get a penis reduction because that's what's tweaking the hip. It's yeah. so large. That, that happens. It hang, when it hangs to the left, it really tweaks it. So. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My hips have always worked just fine. They told him he's going to have to get it under 12. So yeah. <laughs> It's rough. It'll be rough for him. Just for recreational purposes, it's probably actually a good thing to get under 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, it's, it's just more of a hindrance than a help. Yeah, and for just for the co-eds at Mizzou. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think, guys, let's take our first break of the yeah. day. We'll get back to you with all those things I discussed. It's going to be a fun show today because... Gotham Steel. <laughs> Gotham Steel is the one making those fucking knockoff Copper Chef. I just thought of the name. Gotham Steel. Gotham Steel. You Fuck know it's bad. Guys. Yeah, you know it's bad. It's not Copper Chef. Don't Sorry, Brendan. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. no please. That's, that's very important. I wanted <laughs> yeah. you to get that well, out there. Well, I'm going to call my guy at Copper Chef and let him know about yeah. it right now okay. so they can get those off Gotham the shelves. Gotham Steel bastards. All right. Well... We're five and five. We uh, one game away from a bowl game. We're going to talk about a lot more on the rest of the show. This is the Mazodcast. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. 
Ay. Some listener music coming to us from the Uzi Gang with featuring Sleepy. It's called Purple Rain. Playing in head coach Barry Odom, who joins us now. Coach Odom, congratulations on your big win. Hey, yeah, thanks, boys. Good to, good to hear from you again. It's been a while. Coach, it has to feel really good after all the uh, skepticism that people have been giving you about your team and how they've been performing the last month. Yeah, it feels great, boys. I just want to say, take this opportunity to tell you and everybody else and kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> I'm very fucking Odom. Yeah, I guess it's well-deserved, Coach. We uh, we had our doubts, but you proved us wrong. You proved us. You, apparently, you know how to coach some football. Well, I told you, motherfuckers. I said I knew what I was doing. You mm-hmm. know, at that press conference, everybody made fun of old Barry. Mm-hmm. I was giving her, you know, I was telling it how it is, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm firing my step. Yeah. Everybody kind of laughed it off, made fun of me for burning trash in the locker room and all that. But, boys, Barry Odom knows football. Ain't no, ain't no two ways about it. Coach, I have to, a question to ask you. You mentioned in that big fiery speech after the Auburn game that uh, this is a turnaround. Is it? Is it no longer a turnaround now? Are we a good football team? Well, listen, man, it's still a turnaround. It's always going to be a turnaround until we win a national championship. Mm, you know that, what I mean? So, you know, that's just that's just the way I am. You know, it, it's not it's not a real thing. It's not what we're happy about until we're you know we're, we're kicking down that door. You know, so I have petitioned the NCAA. Uh, to let me play one more year of eligibility next season. Mm-hmm. We'll see if we can get there. Okay. You think the odds are high on that? Hey, man, I don't know. We're going to try. I mean, I wasn't even going to ask them to. You boys told me it was against the rules. Glad we could tip you off to that. Yeah, you guys let me know a lot of stuff. I was about, you know, the performance enhancing drugs. Man, I was going to get some of them. <laughs> I, wondered, I wondered what it was exactly because our defense looks so much better. If you'd done something special with that defense to turn them around. No, you know, they just, you know, I... They finally figured out that when I call a play, they're all supposed to run the same play. And that's on me. You know what I mean? I don't think I articulate that to boys clearly, apparently. That, you know, when we make a defensive call, it goes for everybody. <laughs> you know? And so you just, you, you, you know, I feel like maybe I just didn't articulate that because they was doing whatever the fuck they wanted. You know, you could see it out there. Them boys didn't know their ass from a hole in the ground. They played flatter and hammered shit. And, uh, boy, it was bad. But we kind of sat them down in the bye week said, listen. When we make a defensive call, that means everybody. And I mean, three or four heads popped up and come with bright eyes. They're kind of like, that's the first time they ever heard that. <laughs> you know, so maybe that's on me. Uh-huh. Well, the the defense looks better. The offense looks better. The offensive line particularly has been playing well. We were running over 400 yards on uh, Tennessee this weekend. Yeah, hey, you know, Ish, that Roundtree fella, they're good football players, you know. I mean, Ish got a special connection because everybody wants to fucking beat us over the head, tell us we ain't what we're supposed to be or whatever. But man, we get the job done. And old Roundtree, he's good. Man. He's a good man. And then, of course, Emmanuel Hall has shown up in this uh, last month of uh, high flying yeah, offense. I'm so glad that I pointed out that he was on a team. Mm-hmm. We are too. I couldn't be happier about that. Yeah, he had a, he had a a couple drops, but he had another big touchdown and really contributed to uh, the big beatdown over over Tennessee this weekend. Well, I feel like that's a little bit on Emmanuel in a, in, in a way because you know he's really caught everything, but. Before this game, he had forgotten his gloves for mm-hmm. the game, and Jamon Moore gave him a pair of his, and I think that really it fucked up his mojo. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. 
Well, I don't, I don't want to bring up a sore subject here, Coach, but the last time we talked, you mentioned your close personal friendship with Butch Jones, and we heard today that Butch Jones had been relieved of his duties as the Tennessee head coach. Give us your thoughts on uh, on Coach Jones and the future of this Tennessee program. Well, I mean, as, as a Mizzou football coach and fan, really, I wish that uh, Butch could have coached forever at Tennessee. Feel like I've been good for our program. Yeah, I agree. But you know, you guys have introduced me to a lot of things, you know, over the years. And you mentioned to me that maybe Butch wasn't a great coach to take advice from. And after I talked to you, I kind of looked into him, and yeah, he's a terrible guy to get advice from. He's awful. <laughs> so you know, yeah, he's, he's he's really bad. Maybe they get that guy that fucks sharks to coach there now. Yeah. I always thought he's all right. Yeah, well, he's he's uh he's without a job right now, so maybe they could. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, they take a seat. You know, take a take a little break. Talk a few. Uh, for sharks or whatever it does, you know, hey, man, I'm not going to judge. Everybody's got their thing. And, uh, you know, take job Tennessee. I don't think, I don't think Tennessee fans would be bothered by a fucking shark. No, no, I agree. Fucking wildlife is pretty I much it. No, it's a Tennessee tradition to have sex with wildlife. Just maybe not marine life. Yeah, I think it's blue tick hounds or something like that. Mm-hmm, that's right. So, Coach, how are you celebrating after uh, the four-game winning streak? What are, you, what are you doing to blow off steam after a big win? Well, I'll tell you what, boys, I, I owe you a, bit, a, a great bit of thanks. Y'all sent me some of this Schlaf- Schlafly beer. How's that say? Schlafly? Is That's that right? right. Yeah, that, you got it. And, uh, well, goddamn, it's good. You mm-hmm. know, I'm celebrating with it. You know, I, I've, uh, I've been drinking stag since I was 11, mm-hmm. and I've never tried anything else. <laughs> yeah. This stuff is good. I didn't, I didn't know beer wasn't supposed to taste like horse piss. <laughs> yeah, it's better when it doesn't. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's made in Missouri, too. Yeah, that's right. Well, Coach, congratulations. We hope you can uh, pull off two more wins in the season, take us to a pretty good bowl, and really uh, cement this turnaround that you've been talking about since about week four or five. Hey, man, I just want to get this out there before we get off the horn. All you motherfuckers can kiss every pimple on my white ass. Barry Odom out. All right. Thanks, Coach. M-I-Z. B-O-U. It's good to hear. I always like hearing from Coach whenever he's on a high. Yeah, he's a little salty. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he has every right to be. Sure. He took a lot of heat this season, and yep. he's, he's proved all the doubters wrong. Yes, he sure has. Well, speaking of doubters, why don't we get to the voicemails, fellas? All right. It's time for the old Mazzotcast mailbag, and I'm looking forward to this one. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. All right, let's get right to it. So I'm not sure if you guys are going to do the mailbag before or after Sour Grapes this week, but Sour Grapes is going to be awesome. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear about the Tennessee Sour Grapes. So hopefully you guys do the Sour Grapes a next episode, and hopefully it's a long portion of it, because I cannot wait. Am I Z? Z-O-U. Third quarter just ended. I'm positive. One thing to say. Catch the motherfucking football. Jesus Christ. Holy fuck. Catch the goddamn football, MIT. <laughs> this guy <laughs> reminds me a little bit of our good friend Ian. No, not super upbeat. So I wanted to comment on um, one thing that I, I think people haven't really been talking about with Mizzou. And, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm watching this game, and I, I don't think that Drew Locke has had a hand placed on him the entire game. I mean, our offensive line is just kicking their ass up and down the field, we essentially doing whatever they want to mm-hmm. do with them. Just a, just a dominating performance. They've been dominating like this all year long. I mean, even when they were losing, they were they still have having been the problem. Game. So, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I, don't remember, I don't remember a Mizzou offensive line ever playing this good. 
it's uh it's pretty good to see it's it's uh definitely something i hope to see in the years to come oh, but yeah. that's all until next time m-i-z z-o-u Yo, it's the Z dude in Tennessee. You can kiss my fucking ass, baby. Let's go, M-I-Z. <laughs> I hope that was before the uh, the game kicked off. He's ready. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, it's AJ. And uh, what the fuck, man? You were giving props to Emmanuel Hall oh, for boy. catching everything that's thrown to him. Yeah, and what yep, he had, but yep. four or five drops tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, though, great win by the Tigers. Uh, props to Barry Odom. If you're going to criticize the guy, you got to give him credit. And uh, fuck Tennessee, probably most irrational fans, and definitely in the SEC, if not the country. So great show, keep up the work, and suck a D, Tennessee, M I V. Z O U. We did learn he was using Jaymon's clubs, so yeah, that's, that's settled. That's, yeah. mm-hmm. First and foremost, I owe Barry Odom an apology. I wanted him to be fired, but he's turned this team around in this season. Didn't take. Him getting fired, and then someone else coming in and turning around. He did it. I got to give him props for that. And he's got four straight wins, so hashtag give Barry Odom a chance. The man's getting it done, and I think we're going to win out, boys. Second of all, fuck the balls. Those guys mm-hmm. said that we couldn't compete in the SEC. We all know how vitriol their freaking fan base is. And guess what? They won't give us credit for this win because they're going to say their team was down. Well, guess what? There's been six meetings between us. Two times Mizzou was up and the Vols were down. Mizzou won. Two times the Vols were up. Mizzou was down. The Vols won. And two times, which is the only times we've been on equal footing, we both sucked ass and Mizzou won. So I'm sensing a pattern here. Keep doing what you guys do. M-I-Z, you like you more than a friend. <laughs> you did it, boys. Don't let anybody tell you differently. It wasn't the Missouri football team. It was you. The Zodcast fired Butch Jones. Well, I'd like to cut this guy's jib. <laughs> yeah, I agree with him 100%. In two weeks, we'll fucking fire Bert. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah he's, I believe it. I, I'm, with support like that. It'd be great. It'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Right way to end the season. Yeah, and that has been the mailbag for today. It it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun when we win. You mm-hmm. know, I, when I left the house, my wife's like, "Are you looking forward to the podcast?" And I said, "Well, we've we've thumped Iowa State by uh, twenty and uh, thumped Tennessee by plus thirty. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it." <laughs> Speaking of looking forward to it, why don't we get to something we've been looking forward to all year long? It's time for Tennessee edition of Sour Grapes. All right, Colin, what have you got for us in the sour grapes department this week? Oh boy, a lot of a lot of terrible misspellings and, and hard mm-hmm. grammatical, you know, just a mismatch of shit to read through. But this one is replying to the our good friends, the Antlers, better than you have tried and failed to fire Butch Jones. Whatever, that's that's mm-hmm. English apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, also very interesting for someone who hasn't been to a bowl game in three years to call another team losers. Take your sorry ass back to the Big 12. Mm. I feel like Tennessee might excel in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should. Yeah, maybe the they should 12. go to the Big 12. I'm sure the Big 12 would op- welcome them with open arms. I, I tweeted at somebody this week and I'm like, man, we should have joined the SEC a long time ago. They're this, easy. Yeah, this one is easy. I'm like, we're far <laughs> too against Tennessee. And they, they can't go to the Big 12. The Kansas already a bottom dweller there. Uh, yeah, that's they right. Don't want a conference. They don't want another bottom Bottom dweller. They That's got right. Kansas. They don't need another bottom dweller like Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee and Kansas are the only two Power Five schools who have lost the last game to every other team in their conference. <laughs> Those are the two programs. Hey, Tennessee, y'all lost forty-five to sixteen to Mizzou. 
Mizzou, fuck you. Sour grapes. So, uh, again, it's, uh, you'd think they would be used to it by now. He's, mm-hmm. he's just so aggravated losing to Mizzou. I mean, we're 4 2 against the, yeah. the, the vaunted Vols. Yeah, it's like they have memories of goldfish. Yeah, I think we've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Here's one, Colin. Buddy, I don't care. Congrats on beating UT's worst two coaches four times. I'm sorry that that's what your program has to brag about. I guess really thanks for getting Butch fired. Salad great. The old uh, the old SEC argument that we're fucking terrible and you just shouldn't be proud to have beaten us. Mm-hmm. What does that make your team? Who are you insulting? I don't know. And you know, it's, it's as, as if these assholes wouldn't be crowing like roosters had they won. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, give me a break, fucking here's, assholes. Here's one I wanted to read you, Colin. I enjoyed it a lot. If you think Missouri's program is even comparable to Tennessee's, then you're a dumbass. Salad great. Well, it's hard to compare. I mean, really, you can only compare them for six years because mm-hmm. we've only been, you know, in the same conference for six years. And by really, that comparison, we're better than yeah, they are. Better we're than a them. much better football yeah. program. Yeah, yeah, that's the comparison. You know, 20 years ago, they were really good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad that the Twitter has 280 characters now to let these people go yeah. on a rant. Yeah, they can misspell 140 characters easily. Yes, and mm-hmm. then you give them 280 and it's doubled up on shit show. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Must be refreshing to have a 4-2 series lead on a team after being Nebraska's bitch for 50 years. So, does that make us Tennessee's Nebraska? (laughs) Because uh, Tennessee's our bitch. That's right. Yeah. So, So imagine what Tennessee would do against Nebraska. He he made a good point. We are now uh, Tennessee's Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, get ready for a a bitch slapping every year. (laughs) All right. What else you got? Put this victory in your trophy case with your four conference championship game runner up trophies. Hashtag irrelevant program, Brennan. If we are irrelevant and we beat you by 33. Ergo, what does that make you? What yeah. does that make you? Our, um, yeah, last uh, or conference runner-ups. Uh, yeah, you know, I bet you'd be pretty proud of that at this point, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, you're Tennessee. You, 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 I mean, at least since we've been here, you haven't done that at all. All right. Dismissing uh, us for accomplishments that they can't attain. Tennessee-Mizzou was the most depressing game I've ever watched. Hashtag fuck Mizzou. Hashtag Fire Butch. Salad great. It's the most depressing game they've ever had. Mm -hmm. I think they really do have the memory of Goldfish because they've had a lot of depressing games in the last, you know, six years. A lot of them. Yes, they have. And and, and I think that our Sour Grace have been tempered a little bit by the fact that everyone hates Butch Jones and wanted him fired. So a lot of these fans who ordinarily would be screaming and yelling about the Missouri Tigers were now screaming and yelling at Butch Jones. And rightfully so. Bush Jones just got out coached by Barry Odom. This is a fact. Hashtag balls. Hashtag Tennessee versus Moo. Hashtag not SEC. Salad Grace. Who's not SEC? I, I, I assume he's saying us. It's just a hashtag, Brennan, so he could be saying we're not SEC. It I mean, speaks to something you said earlier, Colin, is that if we win, we're not SEC, and if we lose, we are not SEC. It's very difficult to be SEC, as Tennessee has shown year after year. I feel like if uh, you know Barry Odom and Jim Stark would just get up on the, in front of a mic and endorse slavery, we could really you know, expedite this SEC process. <laughs> that's what they really, I think that's the only thing that they'll accept. <laughs> yeah. They, that's what they want. Tennessee has allowed six offensive touchdowns to Mizzou tonight. In related news, the Vols have five offensive touchdowns in six SEC games. Sour great. That's really not sour. It's just sort of lamenting their state yeah, of yeah. status. Yeah. Yeah. This is in all caps. You got blown out by Missouri. The fuck you talking about football for? And this was a Sour Gator fan uh, going after a Tennessee fan mm. for, for talking shit. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they got blown out. The great thing about this is that the Gators just got blown out by Missouri. And then he's breaking this Tennessee fan's balls for being blown out by Missouri. Mm-hmm. Again, all over, all over the board. All over the board. Yeah, I've got one. Uh, was today the most embarrassing UT loss of my lifetime? 
sour grapes. If losing to Missouri is the most embarrassing thing, then they've got, what, four most embarrassing games of their lifetime in (laughs) the last couple of years. Yeah. I Um, wonder if he's four years old, because then it would make sense. Yeah. So uh, this one is pretty straightforward. It's uh, in caps. Yo, fuck Missouri. Sour grapes. I like when they get to the point. That's a classic sour grapes. <laughs> yeah, fuck like, Missouri. Yeah, yeah, just fuck us. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> they got nothing better to do. Try this. Say Missouri and then say misery slowly. Now that's a mind fuck. Hashtag fuck Missouri. Wow, real deep thought. Even there. Kansas fans figured that out a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I was gonna say, mm-hmm. guys, that's a that's an old joke. If Missouri is misery, then what does that make Tennessee? Here's one. If we lose to Missouri, I promise I will black the fuck out tonight. <laughs> I promise you got blacked the fuck out. <laughs> Salad grapes. Yeah, it's such a, gosh, it's it's such a slings and barbs. Boy, was today the most embarrassing loss for Tennessee? Before some people start throwing out Alabama losses, at least those were to an elite's team. This was fucking Missouri. Salad grapes. Now, I'll granted, we are not Alabama, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like this guy is kind of uh, like tossing himself into the same bucket as Alabama. Mm-hmm. You're kind of more in the same bucket as Vanderbilt. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if Tennessee could lose to Tennessee. How embarrassing would that be? <laughs> well, we didn't watch their spring game. Here's one I liked a lot. Courtney Joyce wrote, This clusterfuck football season has led me here, listening to John Reed sing Celine Dion after Butch Jones gets rolled by Mizzou. Salad grapes. <laughs> At Lane Kiffin, come back to Tennessee. We need you. Good, Lord, Good sweet Lord. In what world do we live in where Tennessee wants Lane Kiffin back? Hmm. You talk about the fucking retread wagon. He has failed everywhere he's went, you know, and he's got a uh, buttfuck university up and running on offense, and they're ready to bring him right back into the fold. Mm-hmm. I've got another. We are the University of Tennessee, a top 10 all-time program. Six, oh na- six national championships, 13 SEC born. championships, and we are getting beat 50-17 to 17 in year five by a mediocre Mizzou program. Yeah, you know who else was really good 50 years ago? Minnesota and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a lot of teams that were really good that you've never heard of anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, what what point does Tennessee SMU. stop living? Yeah, SMU should be a fucking powerhouse. When's the last time you saw them in a fucking national championship game? Mm-hmm. Give me a fucking break. It's been 20 years since you all have been relevant. Like, the only reason I bash Tennessee is because they continuously bash us based on what? It's amazing to me that they have the memory capacity to remember national championships and good seasons from 30 and 40 years ago, but they can't remember three or four years ago when we beat them 30 to three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't mean to insult Mizzou here, but mm. with this... <laughs> see, we'll see where this goes. Yeah. See if they really with the resources at, Tennessee, at the Tennessee's disposal that are committed to this football program, it's an absolute embarrassment to come down to Columbia and lose 50 to 17 to Missouri. So. I don't mean to insult Missouri, but here comes an insult. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anything before the comma doesn't matter on those sorts of tweets, yeah. pretty much. Uh, everything after the word but is just horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> so we should go hire Dan Mullen ASAP. And this Tennessee fan responded, no thanks, we got Gruden on the way. Sorry. Now, this is something I've been hearing a lot about. Even fucking dumb shit Clay Travis has been throwing out this out there, that John Gruden, John Gruden is going to want to coach at Tennessee. So first we have to assume that he's going to want to make $6 million a year instead of $12 million a year in the NFL. Mm -hmm. We also have to assume that he wants to work year-round instead of six months out of the year. We also have to assume he wants to go to a mediocre program. So all of these things need to be what John Gruden wants. 
I, I find that I find that hard to believe. Yeah, Why don't yeah. you just hire Newt Rockney? Yes. They both are as fucking feasible. You know, wish in one hand and shit in the other. See which fills up fast. Yeah, what do you, what do you want to bet, Caleb the Greek, that uh, John Gruden is not the coach of fucking <laughs> Tennessee next year? It's not happening. You <laughs> can bet that. Take that to the bank. Take the points. John Gruden will get a new fucking haircut before he ever coaches Tennessee. <laughs> but it's on. kind of funny that they want John Gruden because the last time he did something was – 18 years ago. Mm -hmm. That that makes perfect (laughs) sense then, Caleb. Yeah, that's the last time they had a memory. Tennessee is so bad. Mizzou, seriously, that's embarrassing. Sour grapes. Again, they've been embarrassed more than they've been not embarrassed. You know, every time we lose to Tennessee, it sounds like we should be embarrassed because they're obviously, as we stated, a worse program. I've had to argue with Missouri fans for an hour on Twitter. This is a low point for me, at John Curry. Better deliver a winning coach or I'm taking my orange attire, lighting it on fire, and never looking back. I'm done defending this mediocre program. (laughs) Well, I bet the Tennessee program is going to be a hard time going on without this fella. I think that tweet's probably what put him over the top and fired Butch. We can't lose him. We don't want him burning his orange shit. Yeah, no doubt. By the way, I'd recommend all Tennessee fans burn their hideous orange apparel. Every time I see somebody burning their apparel when they, you know, when somebody kneels for the national anthem, or in this case, they burn their shit because the coach isn't who they want it to be, it's like... If I'm the program, I'm just going great because in two years they're going to forget and they're going to buy have to buy all new shit. That's right. <laughs> More money in our pocket. Guess what? You already bought it. They already have your money. <laughs> Would you guys like to know the years that Tennessee won the national championship? Yes, please. Oh, it was, it was it 2014, 20, 20, 2011? Yeah. We'll go back. 2000, there. surely. Yeah. Right, Got to be. 1938. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, we all remember that, that one. one. Yeah. yeah. 1940. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure, sure. 1950 and mm-hmm. 51. Damn, mm-hmm. nice. Year of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1967. <laughs> oh. Wow, that's pretty current. And mm-hmm. then the 1998's the 20 year ago mm-hmm. one we know about. Yeah, yeah. a year that uh, all the people who are now students at so Tennessee. Th- these people were born. that are bitching about this and talking about the national championship, some of their parents weren't born mm-hmm. with these national champions. Their grandparents may not have been alive for a couple of these mm-hmm. things. Oh, yeah, yeah. But claim them. Brag about them. Absolutely. Exactly. What a program. Mm -hmm. Top 10. (laughs) Yep. Top 10 all time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess if you're having a bad season and then you get thumped by Missouri, that's the last straw. Bye, Butch. Sour grapes. Yep. I guess it is the last straw. Well, by that logic, he should have been fired a couple years ago when we beat him already. (laughs) This isn't even laughable anymore. When Missouri drops 50 points on us, dry nuggets, no sauce, this is a shame. I don't know what that means. But again, they're just just so disheartened by the fact they lose to Missouri. How how do you not get used to this at some point? Well, it's it's equivalent to when you get dry nuggets with no sauce, apparently. I know Missouri beat Tennessee, but do they really deserve a bowl bid? (laughs) (laughs) It's just math. I like that. That's when we won, uh, I think, our second division title the yeah. georgia fans were mad at us because georgia beat us in that game so they didn't, like, we, didn't we didn't deserve the division title it's like the, it, there's a system you yeah. whoever has the most wins goes to the conference yeah, I mean, title. they're basically protesting math which yeah. deep south it's not very truly that shocking mm-hmm. that they would sure. protest no something they, like that. they want molesters to be in the senate in the deep south <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. you we're good with that's mm-hmm. fine yeah. No, that, that's, uh, that was the last Sour Grapes tweet. I mm-hmm. hope everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, I know I they did. They were so super sour. They make the sweetest wine, though, Brennan. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to have too many Sour Grapes tweets next week, because Vanderbilt, they don't get nearly as salty, no, salty no, as don't. Tennessee. But the week following, when we play Arkansas, should we win that game? I don't know, Brennan. I remember last year, we beat Arkansas, mm-hmm. and we both looked very forward, because it was like, here's an opportunity for Sour Grapes, and all the fucking tweets I could find were Fire Burt, Fire Burt, Fire right, Burt. Right. The target had been moved. Right. So... I'm afraid if we throttle Arkansas yet again, mm-hmm. 
that we're just going to get a lot of fire fire burnt. Fire burnt. Yeah, I mean, the perfect temperature for sour grapes is when they have high expectations. Yeah, and that's why Tennessee the- has been the sours, because every year, everybody predicts them to fucking win the <laughs> life championship, and every year they fall flat on their fucking face. Yeah, and here they are 0-7 in the SEC play, so they don't yeah. have quite the expectations. Well, the, the life no- championship belt is back in Missouri. They played the number one <laughs> and number two team in the country and didn't give up 50 points to them, but the, apparently they had to give it up to Missouri. Because mm-hmm. you know, yep. we're terrible. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. We only scored more than Georgia. All right, guys, why don't we take our second break of the day, come back, we'll talk a little Kansas news, and go around the horn with the SEC because it was an exciting week in SEC football. This is the Mazzotcast. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here, and I'm here to talk to you today about something deadly serious. I know usually I'm a prankster and a jokester, but the topic I'm about to talk to you about is more serious than just about anything I can imagine, and that is the majesty and delicious taste of Schlafly beer. Schlafly is created by the St. Louis Brewery, Missouri's largest locally owned independent brewery. Every year, they pump out over 50 unique styles of beer for you and I to enjoy, and we're so proud to have Schlafly beer as a Mazadcast sponsor. So if you want to be a true Mazadcast fan, a true Missourian, and a true American, Buy you some Schlafly beer and get blackout, piss drunk, responsibly. Schlafly beer. Drink Schlafly's. But I fell off the wagon. How did my high horse run? Well, she put me to the test, that little girl with a red dress on. And now my This one comes to us from The Pranks. The song's called I'm the Man, and if you want to send in your music, you can send it to mazodcast at gmail.com. The Barry Odom theme song. Absolutely. He the man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we love our listener music. We've been getting much of it, so uh, keep it coming because we'll be happy to play it for you. But let's switch gears to something equally as important. I'd say more so. It's time, once again, for Kansas News. Well, I always heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, Sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. All right, our first story. Kansas mom guilty of beating another woman after their kids fought. Sure. A Kansas mother has been convicted of repeatedly punching another mother after their children fought. Jurors found 34-year-old Amanda Lee Gross guilty Monday of battery in Leavenworth County. The attack happened in Leavenworth after a victim went to Gross's house to talk about a fight their children had in school that same day. A real Grace Kelly, total class, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's right. Grace personified. Mm -hmm. According to testimony, Gross ran out of the house and punched the woman three or four times in the face. Gross followed her to her car and hit her two more times. Nice. Authorities say the victim suffered several injuries, including a broken orbital bone. Damn. And nasal fracture and a cut to the lip that required stitches and a busted tooth that had to be extracted. Jesus Christ, she was really laying some Mm -hmm. fucking slobber knockers on her there. The prosecuting attorney stated the extracted tooth injury was especially sad given that it was the victim's last remaining tooth. (laughs) This sounds like the uh, outcome to that. Jeremiah Tillman, Caleb Bumgart, uh, throw down we, we wished would happen, mm-hmm. but Caleb I'm, refuses to participate I know, he in. won't get involved in that. 
Kansas man said he defaced his own car with racist slurs. Sure. Who hasn't done that, Brennan? Mm-hmm. If I had a nickel. <laughs> a man who defaced his own car with racist graffiti has filed a false police report to the Riley County Police Department. Will not face charges because having done so would be... Where's this at in Kansas, Brennan? Manhattan, Kansas. Somebody let Clay Travis know so he can drive there at 200 miles an hour. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's already all over this. <laughs> it would not be in the best interest of the citizens who comprise Manhattan, Kansas community. Dontarius Williams, age 21, of Manhattan, was genuinely remorseful and expressed sincere regret of the negative media attention received as a result of his actions. Yeah, dude, it's Kansas. Give it time. It's going to happen for real at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to break it. <laughs> well, that's right. While, while Williams... Hang out on Applebee's for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> while Williams' mistake is has been decidedly negative for the community, please recognize that he, like many of us, when we were young, is a young man who made a mistake and is now doing his best to own up to it, Department Director Ben Schren said in a release. Riley County Police Department had brought Federal Bureau of Investigations into the case after it was first reported on November 1st. The parked vehicle was Williams' own car, covered in graffiti, including racist slurs and a threat. During the investigations, Williams admitted he was responsible for the graffiti. In a release, Williams issued an apology and said the graffiti was meant as a Halloween prank. Yeah, well, this takes me back to uh, like this young man. It's like, he's 21, and we deal with this all the time in college football. They're like, oh, they're really hard on these kids. They're in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, they can die in a war. You can I think be they, governor. Yeah, they can, vote, they can, they can buy beer. You know, I think you can get it, take a little criticism from a podcast. Mm-hmm, sure. You know what I mean? Being as you're allowed to you know, die at war. <laughs> It's just, it drives me crazy. These precious little children, baby childs. <laughs> just little tiny baby childs. Protect them. <laughs> I would like to deeply apologize to the community, Williams said. The whole situation just got out of hand, and it shouldn't have even started. It was just a prank that got out of hand. I wish I could go back to that night, but I can't. I want to apologize from the bottom of my heart for the pain the news has brought to all of you. The thing that really burns my ass is that when you do give these quote-unquote kids grief um, about how they play football... People are like, oh, God damn them. They get drafted a year later. They're only eight months older. And then they're fucking fully. You can just tell them to go fuck themselves every yes. day of the week. I mean, Matt Stafford got drafted when he was 20 and took as much shit as anybody. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, but, uh, you know, a 22-year-old senior. Now they're adults. Yeah, a 22-year-old senior. Yeah, that's not an adult. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, 24-year-old professional. Absolutely. You just give him whatever you want. An 18 in a welding shop. Ask him if he's an adult or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kansas man picks knife fight with neighbor. <laughs> Where's porn magazine as body armor? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Neighbors say they watched the tension build for two weeks, and when it finally spilled over, knives were involved. And porn. <laughs> That's how every fight I've ever had gone. <laughs> Donald Gene Gaither, age 49, challenges neighbor Troy Bagley to a knife fight early Sunday morning in Olathe, Kansas. Gaither apparently blamed Bagley for getting him kicked out of a trailer park they both used to call home. Sure. Itching for a fight, Gaither showed up with the knives, one in each hand, two tucked into his belt. Damn. And- and he wore homemade body armor he fashioned out of pornographic magazines taped to his stomach. <laughs> he probably should have picked the J.C. Penny Wish book. He's been watching. Yeah, he's been go. watching World War Z. You know yeah. that, the movie where Brad Pitt was in. He, he would he taped the uh, magazines to his mm-hmm. arms and like his. Torso. Were they pornos? I, you know they weren't, mm-hmm. but you know. Yeah, I like Caleb's suggestion. It is the time of year where the wish li- wish book is coming out from Sears, <laughs> yeah, you J.C. Know, but, Penney's. And you know what? Magazines are virtually a thing of the past, except mm. for porno mags. So yeah. it's probably just that, you know, catch a sketch can. I get, I get where he's coming from. The porno mag pages are tougher than normal <laughs> they pages. Have they mm. have to They're be. They're laminated. Yes. <laughs> he told police he learned how to do that in prison. Deputies took his sure. picture wearing his DIY armor as evidence. The suspect said that he had been in prison before, and that was a way they used to protect themselves in a fight. Knives in hand, Gaither stood outside Bagley's mobile home and yelled, come out and get some. 
<laughs> Very Ron Burgundy of him. Christian said Bagley st- smartly called the police instead of confronting Gaither, who appeared drunk to the deputies when he showed, so who showed up. So it's smarter to call the police than to get in a knife fight in your front yard? Mm, that's it's what the smartful would suggest. Yeah. Yeah. If he would have huffed and puffed, he probably could have blew his house down. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> they saw him walking away from the lot knives in hand. Then they reported Gaither started walking faster when he saw them and tried to hide the knives. Deputy Kevin Wood ordered Gaither to drop the knives and get on the ground, then placed him in cuffs before searching him. Wood found the knives in Gaither's belt and a large weight attached to a lanyard, a weapon designed to swing at someone. Sure. He did comply with the officer when he was ordered to the ground at gunpoint. The old padlock on a string. (laughs) He brought a knife to a gunfight. Yes, he did. And was holding knives in both hands when the deputies confronted him. Double fisting it. (laughs) Gaither had been in prison before for aggravated assault and battery, robbery, possession of stolen property, and extortion. He was arraigned Monday on charges of assault with a dangerous weapon and possession of an offensive weapon. Presumably, he had no reading materials on him. And has been endorsed by the GOP as the Senate representative from Kansas. Yeah, he's possibly the leading (laughs) candidate for governor now. (laughs) All right, we should have one more story for the day, Caleb. Texas and Kansas played football this weekend. Both of these programs are terrible. Oh, mm-hmm. so Kansas is going to get uh, back-to-back victories against those Longhorns? Mm-hmm. I, be- I believe uh, the last uh, win in the Big 12 may have been by Kansas was Texas. But yeah. this weekend, the Longhorns hooked them 42-27. to God, it sucks to be Kansas. Yeah, football. they still managed to put 27 points on Texas. What, what, what is happening to Texas? What do the parents of Kansas football players tell their friends and neighbors that their kids are doing after school. Oh, I think they say that they're in knives. Fight, knife <laughs> no, fight. Bear with me here. Let's, let's do a little role play. Okay. I will be um, the dad of a, a freshman playing football at Kansas. Mm-hmm. And you'll be my neighbor asking me, hey, hey, what's my, my son Dylan doing nowadays, you know, since he got out of school? Hey, long time no see. Uh, hey, how are you? How's, how's the family going? It has, good, good. I haven't seen Dylan. He's in college now, isn't he? What's Dylan up to? Gay porn. <laughs> What's that? He's doing gay porn. We're very proud of him. It's a lot of gay porn. He's definitely not playing football for the Kansas Jayhawks. So I, I, I thought I'd heard somewhere that he, he, he his football career was no, taken No, no, no. He's a, a power bottom, gay porn, lives mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Very proud. Very proud. Very, very powerful bottom. So he's not with the Jayhawks. The no, Kansas good Jayhawks. lord, no. Are you kidding? No, we definitely have no association with Kansas Jayhawks. He is he is deeply, deeply steep in gay porn and scene. Thank you. <laughs> so I figure. I mean, that's my guess. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's accurate. <laughs> that's how it goes. Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's what I'd go. This would be my go go to answer. Yeah. All right. Well, so uh, yeah, Kansas lost another one. That is sadly the end. I guess we have two more weeks of Kansas news. Caleb, before we get into uh, Around the Horn with the SEC, let's see how Caleb the Greek did this week during the midweek show. I think he had four games for us against a coin, no less. Yeah. I know you started out two and one on the season. Where are we at now? The game six honky tonk. Mm-hmm. Caleb the Greek, pick of the week segment. That's right. Caleb, Caleb the Greek, pick of the week. All right. We had four games by me, three by the coin. Mm-hmm. A 1997 quarter. 1997 quarter, which mm-hmm. is the luckiest of all quarters. Right, everyone knows told. that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, first I gave you Georgia and Auburn. Oh, you nailed that one, didn't you? Knocked it out of the ballpark if you would have bet on Auburn, which I told you not to. Mm-hmm. So they house Georgia because mm-hmm. Georgia going to Georgia. There's a, there's an L to start off with. Mm-hmm. Somebody predicted that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the second game I picked was Washington State-Utah. And uh, Washington State covered that one and a half point, so I got a win there. Mm-hmm. Even. 
even up. We had my next one was Michigan State and Ohio State, which the coin picked also. Mm-hmm. I picked Michigan State to cover that sixteen and a half points. I quit watching after it was thirty five to nothing at yeah. halftime, Ohio State. So yeah, the coin was on the right side there. The coin wins. The Greek loses. Mm-hmm. And then you had what? The Texas Tech game? Final game, I had Texas Tech. I went back with them after a heartbreak at Baylor. They covered the seven and a half. I win that one. Two two wins, two losses for me. Mm-hmm. The coin goes 3-0. and Yeah, 3-0 and for the coin, who also got BYU and Stanford, who went one straight up. Oh, yeah. Caleb sits at 4-3 and three for the season. The coin busts out to a 3-0 and o perfect record in week one. It's a tough competitor going up against a, uh, a 1997 quarter. It is. Inanimate objects have no mercy. <laughs> That's right. Literally flipping a coin so far will do you better than listening to Caleb the Greek. Caleb, Caleb the Greek's pick of the week. And we'll bring more of Caleb's hot picks for you in our next midweek show for the Vanderbilt game. But until then, let's go around the horn with the SEC. Jesus! Loves football. Alrighty, and before Caleb gets into that, let's fire up our good friend, the Paul Finebot. Nick Saban, Nick Saban. All right, Paul, are you ready? Let's get started. Okay, Caleb, what do we have this week in the SEC? First off, we have Ole Miss and Louisiana Lafayette, mm-hmm. which I believe I said the uh, Raging Cajuns were going to come through and win just because I like the name Raging Cajuns. No. Colin told me they wouldn't, and they didn't. Ole Miss, 50, Raging Cajuns, 22. Yes, sir. Yeah, but it looks like Ole Miss had no trouble with uh, Louisiana. We've got LSU, Arkansas. And LSU wins this game 33-10. to Arkansas fans are getting tired of Burt. Yeah, well, I don't blame them. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, everybody's getting tired of Burt. It'd be awesome if we could get him fired, too. Be mm-hmm. like, basically three for three going. That's the hope. Um, so on to South Carolina and Florida. Mm-hmm. 28-20 South Carolina. Yeah, Florida. Kind of surprised Florida put up 20. Yeah, they were a little more competitive than uh, they were against yeah, us. Yeah, at the very beginning of this game, I thought, oh, God, they're going to house them just like we did. Mm. But they didn't really house them. But yeah, it was. I wanted Georgia, or Florida to win this game just because South Carolina seems to think seems to think they're still good, mm-hmm. you know, even though they are not going to win the East You're yet right. again. <laughs> yeah, nope. I wish we could play them now because, you know, they've got that win in their pocket so they can just lip off to us all they want. But I guarantee you we would fucking beat them by 14 points if we played them again today. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> you you wouldn't truthfully, be. I'm not either, Paul. Uh, we had uh, Kentucky and Vandy in a game of two teams that aren't very good. Um, what you haven't heard that Kentucky's this is their dream season? Yeah, they're not. They're still not very good. I mean, you're right. Well, not very good is a fucking huge step up for them. They're better than <laughs> hey, they're better than Tennessee because they, mm, they right. you know they won their last game against Tennessee. Yep. So again, forty four twenty one Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, that was a laugher. You're right, Paul. Next on the agenda is Texas A&M playing New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those mid-season. Is that the Lobos? New Mexico, New Mexico State. State, I think. Yeah. Who knows? Who cares? It's New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, and uh, Kevin Sumlin puts 55 on New Mexico, who only had 14. Mm-hmm. I think we could all predict that one. Yep. Yes, sir. Alabama played Mississippi State, and Mississippi State took them down to the wire. Yes, they Nick did. Saban. To the end, Alabama comes out, though, 31-24. Yeah, I was uh, watching this game, and I could hear something in the garage just going, you know, banging around, clanging mm-hmm. around. It was Paul Feinbot. He had somehow powered himself on, uh, was was Sorry. was somewhere transmitting 
you know, the game to himself, apparently. Alabama. He was overheating. He was yeah. slamming into my Alabama. car and the walls and the garage. I had to shut him down. He was so distraught. It was, it was not Nick great. Saban. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, um, uh, did you watch that full game? Yes, sir. And what did you think about it? I don't know. I don't know. Nick Saban. I'll yeah. reboot him. Go ahead, Caleb. Let me reboot. Reboot. <laughs> All right. Paul, you back with us. Uh, then the number one team in the country, Georgia, played Auburn. And this game didn't go quite like uh, Georgia thought it would. Georgia going to judge right that. And yeah. Colin kind of called this one. He said at some point, Georgia is going to do this. I don't and- agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, you cantankers bastard. <laughs> Georgia ends up uh, losing to Auburn 40-17. to 17. It wasn't really close. No, they fucking housed them. No. Yeah. It Gus was... Malzahn was just rolling in it, too. He's yeah. Like, we beat a team in here uh, handily. He got, he, I saw him interviewed three separate times, and he threw the word in handily three separate times. Like, <laughs> you're a fucking asshole. They really do feel disrespected. Yeah, yeah I guess so. so. Well, they're not anymore. And that was the schedule for this week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, coming up next week, who we got? We've got Mississippi State going to Arkansas. To play the Fighting Burts. I'm mm-hmm. going to pick Mississippi State. I, mean, I would take them also. Yeah. yeah, I mean, after what they did to the number one team in the country, you think we're going to see anything different this week? Uh, Arkansas well, maybe some sort State. of letdown, I guess, but no. I, I just assume Arkansas is so bad. Did anybody else see it? Did Arkansas's quarterback get arrested yeah. for a DWI yeah, this morning? Well, he refused the breathalyzer, Caleb, so we'll never truly know yes. <laughs> whether he was shithouse. Not sure about that. The fact that his cock was out of his pants and he was uh, wearing a lampshade on his head was probably a tell for the police officers, but they can't prove it because he wouldn't take that breathalyzer. I passed out from drinking too much. Yeah, I think he, he did. He took a great mugshot. He was smiling in yeah. it with his stupid fucking goatee. Yeah, he's handsome. Nice, he's yeah, handsome. it's a nice goatee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, Mississippi State should win that game handily. Mississippi State. Again, All handily, agrees. yeah. Bama's got a visitor coming in by the name of Mercer. Mm, we think we mm. talked about this team before. It is either the, a team uh, in university run by a former Bulls guard mm-hmm. or uh, a, a disease. terrible, terrible infection in your blood. <laughs> it's one of those two things. I don't know if Mercer scores a point. And then uh, Louisiana Monroe visits Auburn. Mm, yeah, that's that should be a real exciting one. It's yep. a bloodletting. Mm-hmm. Yep. In terms of great matchups in college football history, this will not qualify. <laughs> Agreed. And then we have the University of Kentucky visiting Georgia. Well, this Georgia of uh, bloodletting. I mm-hmm. mean, I've I been looking like, looking for the line on it. It still isn't out yet because I, I'd love to see what they put it down. Oh, I, mm-hmm. Georgia is going to release all of their frustrations on fucking uh, Kentucky. It's yeah, going to be Mark Stoops is going to be covered oh, in Georgia jizz. Yeah, it's going to be a bukkake of rage and anger. Boy, it's going to push their turds way up there. I, I like that bet. Yeah, I do too, Paul. And uh, we have UAB taking a visit to Florida. And they'll probably stomp them. UAB is ranked, aren't yes. they? UAB is probably they, going to kick pretty, They're a pretty Florida's good football ass. team. Yes. Yeah, Not Florida's, sure about that. Florida's going to get their shit kicked in for a third week in a row. No. I'm going to love watching. Or, or Paul. I don't agree. Paul. Okay, I, I give up. You're right. I'm right. I am right. All right. God. I'm we're fighting gonna, today. We're going to talk after the show. Yeah, you're going to have to do some reprogramming. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's becoming sentient. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to find his penis when I mentioned Alabama earlier. He does not have one. I haven't built him one, <laughs> so the joke's on him. <laughs> oh, here's a good game, guys. Just uh, look up when this plays next weekend and make sure to watch Wolford play South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a barn burner. Yeah. Great game. Great game. 
great set of matchups this week, SEC. Yeah, they scheduled some doozies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably played Walford uh, enough money to pay a buyout for somebody. Yeah. LSU visits Tennessee. Oh, boy. it just The road just gets harder and harder, doesn't it? Butch Jones for president. Yeah, oh, boy. I don't mm. know about that. And the final game. Whoa, we're not going to pick that game? Who do you think oh, will win? Oh, gosh, you're right. I guess I'll pick LSU. LSU. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and the final game is A&M at Mississippi. Mm. Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think this I... is actually kind of a, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Old Miss looked Fairly good this weekend. Yeah, they climbed to 500. Granted, they're, they're playing a bad receivers team. receivers look like big and athletic, and their quarterback looks They got decent. a new quarterback in there. It's yeah. at Old Miss, so I'll take Old Miss. Yeah, I'll go with Old Miss, too. I, and I, I do want to add, it, it's not SEC, but Oklahoma visits Kansas this week. Oh, boy. Oh. So just keep track of that score. Okay. Mm. They're trying to get a college football playoff and have a Heisman winner. It could be entertaining. Yeah, Baker Mayfield um, <laughs> may drop 50. In the first half. Yeah. Okay, so that was the Ole Miss A&M game. It was the last one on the mm. docket. Texas A&M. Mm, yeah. Paul doesn't like anybody who's down. He likes favorites all the time. So that's uh, that's around the horn. We've been all the way around it. No, we left one game off the docket. What game have we left? I think, Caleb, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Missouri plays. Missouri does have a game next week. Well, just like Georgia, Commodores. Missouri can Missouri. So, I mean, they have lost to Vanderbilt. I was looking up their head-to-head rank, or matchups. We were there. Against, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've looked. I've looked up their head-to-head records against all the other teams in the East. I was uh, not happy with what I saw when I saw it came to Vanderbilt. Now we do have an edge, but it is not the kind of edge you want. I mean, it's like we we have better records against Florida and Tennessee than we do against <laughs> Vanderbilt. So you're right about that. Yeah. No one likes to beat up on the smart kid. Yeah, yeah. We're just you like to cheat off of him. That's yeah. right. So, but Vanderbilt's the only um, program that hasn't just blatantly called us not SEC a mm-hmm. hundred times. So. I guess we're just soft on them. I don't think anybody's going to care about this game except Missouri fans. I don't yeah. even know if Vanderbilt fans are going to care. Paul, who are you going to pick? I'll pass on watching the Missouri game. Yeah, typical, yeah. yep. We never ask you whether you're going to watch it. We want to know who you think can win the game. Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Right. Typical. I think Missouri could win as long as they continue to play as they have been. Yep, yep. I'm it a should more be a favorite again. Yep. Be interested to see what the line is. So now... We have been all the way around the horn. That is correct. That'll do it this week for Around the Horn with the SEC. Paul, we're going to put you away. Thanks again for joining us this week. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. <laughs> You're very welcome. All right, fellas, we have one thing left, and it is our award segment. And I think our first award we're going to give away is the TJ Moe's Douche of the Week Award. Douche of the Week. And uh, this Douche of the Week segment is sponsored by good friends at Schlafly Beer, who are keeping us good and drunk for this podcast. Sure. Any candidates you guys got this week? Well, I mean, the uh, Tennessee fan base on the whole is always mm-hmm. right there. Oh, sure. They're terrible. Um, I would pick the... Uh, SEC Now post-game television show I watched last night. Okay. Uh, reason being is uh, they show, they didn't show the Missouri-Tennessee highlights no. at all. Yeah. They didn't. They talked about uh, Auburn, and they talked about Alabama, Alabama, and that was about like basically two-thirds of the show. Mm-hmm. And then they, they touched on a uh, couple other things, including Miami mm-hmm. and fucking Notre Dame. Who are in and, the SEC, yeah, right? Who are not in the SEC, and then never mentioned the Tigers game whatsoever. Yeah, I will to follow up with that, this morning I watched the SEC Nation broadcast, and I couldn't wait to see some highlights. They showed twice Tennessee picking off Drew Locke for a touchdown, yeah, they, and then they, nothing else for about 25 minutes. They, you know, at the end of the show, they give you like this like, uh, musical video of all the greatest highlights from the week. Missouri did get a touchdown thrown there, but they hassle had to throw that Tennessee 
a touchdown interception now. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened because we beat them to death. <laughs> By 33 but, points. Yeah, so I don't, know, I, I don't like picking in entire entities, though. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, Caleb, you mentioned before the show the uh, Rocky Top Barstool account. Yes. They're, they're awful people. Yeah. They are awful people. They tweeted something. Yeah, I remember seeing it. They said they were getting in a little fight with the Antlers and with the Barstool Mizzou people. I feel mm. like the Barstool accounts, all they do is just fight, yell, with, one another. fight with one another. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, they said that uh, check back in with us after you get beat by a Butch Jones coach team. Which would be embarrassing. Yes, it very would. embarrassing. But it just never happens. Yeah, let's go with Rocky Top Barstool Sports. All right. That's a, kind of a weak pick, but you, you earned it. Douche of the week. Douche of the week. All right, let's get into some more important things. This one's sponsored by Game 6 Honky Tonk in St. Louis, the Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. It's time to pick a player who. Again, we've got a lot of players to choose from. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of players out there that were nearly as beautiful as Kirk Farmer's hair. Mm-hmm. Nearly. That uh, flowing waves of blonde spun gold. I angelic. have been trying to get a hold of him to see if we can get some of that hair to mm-hmm. sell. I get a hold of him. Like yeah. the next time I see him in Chipotle, I'm just going to fucking run up and cut a big wad of it out and run. Now, my recommendation, I've told you over and over again, Colin, this is far closer to legal. Follow him to a barber shop. I wonder if you, you know what? You're probably he, right. He doesn't get I, it. I would just like have a pocket knife. You know, it's not going to cut that stuff. Have you seen it? No, no, he doesn't get it cut at a regular barber. He has to go out and get it cut by a unicorn horn. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what I've a heard. knife made of unicorn yeah. horn. Yeah. Yeah. The There's only a couple people it. in the world that have that, and that's mm-hmm. the only thing that'll cut through it. Wow. Spun gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, who do you think can live up to that uh, proud well, you know, moniker? We, I don't know that we can give it to this young man, but uh, one of our listeners pointed out that uh, Anthony Sherrill's had a really good game last week against the Gators, and he had two turnovers this week as well. Yeah. He stripped fumble, and then he had an interception. It was a hell of a play on that yeah, strip yeah, fumble, Yeah, it too. was great. And uh, yeah. so he definitely deserves, he deserves mention both an weeks. honorable mention. Yeah, yes, for absolutely. Sure. You know what? I'm going to say a man that is pro- deserves it, again, that I was wrong about, Ish Witter. I mean, he was he was the probably the spearhead of this offense this week. He, I, yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing, and I think if you ask ten people, they'd tell you the same thing. Ish Witter yeah. was the player I, of this game. I, I'm I'm smiling right now because we're mm-hmm. giving Ish Witter a Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game and a well deserved one. Yeah, this yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we yeah. were we've been bagging this guy for years and years and years, and uh, he just keeps getting better and better and better, and he's turned into, I guess I said, a good running back and deserves every bit of this flowing blonde locks. I hope he wears the mantle proudly. I think he should. Caleb, you got any dispute with that? No, I'm good with it. All right. Ish Witter, you are the Kirk Farmer's Hair player of the game. I'll tell you what, we keep playing like this. Corey Fertoni may never win another. I know. Be, I never forgot the guys on the team. I know. We're going to have to call him up one of these days and say, hey, Corey, what's been going on? Yeah, he'd be like, what the fuck? You guys forget about it? Yeah, I know. He's going to be we're upset. We're whole games without punting now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, we're ruining his NFL he, chances. seemed like twice last yesterday yeah. or something. Yeah, he's going to get bored. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we're about to wrap it up here. I think uh, just basically time to mention our Twitter account, at Mazodcast. You can always send us an email, Mazodcast at gmail.com. Send us the iTunes reviews. And as always, send us those songs. We're really enjoying those. Speaking of songs, Colin, Caleb, we got a lot of traction last week when we played a very special song from Mike Steele, who I mentioned maybe in the new house band for the Mazad guest. Yeah. If he, you don't listen to the midweek show, we played mm-hmm. a little song that uh, Mike Steele had made for us, specifically yeah. for the Mazad cast mm-hmm. about the Tennessee Volunteers. We couldn't be happier. We we can't believe that we have a somebody this talented that listens to this fucking trash heap of a show we put on, mm-hmm. but he does. Yeah. We're, I'm going to put it in my kids' Christmas program at school, I think. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful yeah, song. Yeah, the song they're going to sing. Everybody needs it. In harmony, it'll be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in honor of that, I think we're going to play it again for the people who don't listen to the Midweek Show. So anybody who didn't hear it before, M-I-Z, Z-O-U. There's a 
an old boy down in Tennessee Big dreams between his ears Gonna watch his boys play ball today Over 17, 18 bears Got an ashtray full of GPCs Got stained up fingertips But fellas like old Jimmy here Is the best they got to give It's a great butt plug of Dixieland Same damn song by the same old band Half with checkered overalls Tennessee can lick my balls Well the boys just got the brains kicked in that gum that forward pass So we found some kid on a message board Gonna threaten to whoop his kid ass But it's all downhill from Jimmy here That short term memory loss by Monday, he's the most trouble-free fellow that you run across. It's a great butt plug of Dixieland. Same damn song by the same old band. Thick can't swig in melon balls. Tennessee can lick my balls. There's a tooth in his head for every win they're gonna get on Saturday. A whisker on his chin for every four star kid that they're gonna have to pay. It's a great butt plug of Dixieland, same damn song by the same old band. Burned out muffler mating calls, Tennessee can lick my balls. City of Knoxville, lick my balls. Dollar cable cloth look in zone, lick my balls. Smokey the blue tick hound my ball Tennessee can make my ball Suck a D, Tennessee, M-I-V We're driven by the search for better But when it comes to hiring The best way to search for a candidate Isn't to search at all Don't search, match With Indeed Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. 
That's all one word. Broomgate. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.